What do you do when the client doesn't pay? Hi, welcome to another episode of Business Mindset Mastery. My name's Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and performance coach for business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always find me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And today we have a pickle of a question. What happens when the client agrees to services by you and then doesn't pay? It's so easy on the outside looking in, right? To just sort of demand payment, stop services until payment is rendered, close the door and move on. The problem is a lot of times, especially in the online space, business owners are offering products and services that are closely tied to relationships with their clients. So as a mindset consultant, I work with business owners all the time, one-on-one in online or phone calls. In doing that, you get a close personal relationship. So when they owe you money and they haven't paid yet, it can be really hard and feel tricky to say, I'm sorry, we have to put a pause on this relationship until you pay me. It feels entirely awkward. People get really uncomfortable. And when I tell you I've worked with business owners who aren't making $100 a month and are afraid to say that because of the scarcity mindset, and I work with millionaires who are afraid to say it because they think their reputation will be burned or harmed by setting a limit or a boundary. Asking people to pay money that they owe isn't always easy. We're learning that in today's question, so I'm just going to dive right in. Heather, I'm a health and fitness coach. In January, I offered my first six-month package. It's the first time I offered a payment plan. I had 21 sign up, which is awesome, and it's been a great group. We have a really close-knit community, and everyone's making awesome progress. Here's the thing. The second half of payments was due on the 15th of this month, and three people haven't paid it yet, even with reminders. I really like these girls, and I believe in their success. I don't want them to think I'm just after their money, and I don't care about them but I also don't want to offer free coaching in April. Each has come to me with their reason and has asked for special consideration. I absolutely hate saying no, but I think it's what I have to do. I think I know that's what you would say to do, but I have no clue how. Now the end of the month is coming up and I'm scrambling for words. I was hoping I might be able to borrow yours. Thanks. Oh my goodness. I love when people are just like, tell me the words I need to say. I do think that I can help you offer a message that feels compassionate and validating of your client's struggle while also taking care of yourself, your business, and your own personal integrity. But the first thing I want to do is have a little bit of a discussion with people around payment plans. I am not a huge fan of them. I, I've never really liked the idea of offering payments for services rendered and then waiting to be paid for it. It doesn't really sit well with me. I understand that that's the way the world works, but I think brick and mortar businesses have a lot more um, oomph and chutzpah in terms of policies and procedures behind them than a lot of online business owners do. And the best way possible to avoid this problem is to 
to have clear policies, terms and conditions when people are paying you. One of the things that I do in the, in the client work that I do when I've offered payment plans and I've allowed people to pay, uh, you know, part now and halfway later is I hold on to the credit card number and let them know that I'll be charging the credit card if it's not paid in full. However, there are a lot of legislation pieces around this that make that illegal in some states. It's not always a consistent, solid business practice unless you have it outlined in terms and conditions and the client signs it. That's the only way this works. So many people just put it in their terms and conditions on like a PayPal invoice or on some other form of paperwork and they don't get the client to agree. So one of the things you have to do is think about when you are engaging in high premium offers and long-term relationships with your coaching clients, you want to make sure you have iron tight terms and conditions, crystal clear boundaries for yourself that you have signed off on it and that the client has signed off on it so that you were able to say you agreed to this. This was our contract. Whenever people are offering premium uh, price services and products and coaching packages, the first thing I say is if you are willing to go after the big bucks, you have to be willing to pay the big bucks. And I advise everybody to consult with a lawyer or to use one of the online legal services for consultation, but to invest in their own bottom line. Because as business owners, that's what you need to do. And that's what you need to be thinking about because then it happens. You connect really well with the client. They make you really happy. They're showing you progress. You've built a personal relationship. There's no like and trust on both sides of the equation. And then their car breaks down the same time the water heater breaks and their husband moves to part-time work. And suddenly they're telling you they can't pay. And you feel like a jerk to this person you've come to care about by saying no. If you have a clear policy and procedure, you can always lean on that. And you can always say, hey, Sally, listen, I've really enjoyed working with you. I'm so sorry you're having a tough spot and that now's not the right time to continue services. I do want to remind you, however, about the policies and procedures we agreed to. And I can't in good conscience um, allow for an extension or a missed payment because it's out of line with my own personal integrity, but it's also disrespectful to other clients who I've enforced the boundary with. I don't like to play favorites. And if I start now and I open the door now, I have to open the door for everyone. I hope you understand. That's a good solid script when the client kind of knows what's coming because they know about your policies and procedures. You've been crystal clear and they've signed off on it. That gets, it's kind of your get out of jail free card for awkwardness because the client already knows. It's going to feel bad to do it. You're going to wish that you didn't have to do that. But if you go to what I'm talking about in recent episodes, what would the boss do? The person running these services might want to cut someone a break. 
the boss of this business needs to get paid because there's our bills are due that and the you know the different monthly expenses we have as business owners our website hosting our facebook ad promotion our vas all of that costs money and those numbers don't change regardless of whether or not we've been paid so it is going to feel bad but the boss of the business doesn't care because the boss of the business has to think about the bottom line now, if you don't have one of those terms, policies, and conditions outlined, you are in a little bit of a quagmire. Like you are a little bit stuck and it is a little bit messy. I think your script can stay largely the same to say, listen, I've so enjoyed working with you. You're kicking so much butt these past three months and I can't wait to see what you know in the next three months, but you kind of know the deal, right? I'm a business owner. I can't in good conscience, in good faith, continue to coach you without being reimbursed, it wouldn't be ethical because then that means we're stepping outside of our original agreement. I'm giving you advice for free that you haven't paid for. It changes the professionalism of our relationship. It changes our contract. And it wouldn't be fair to the other 20 people in our group who have, you know, worked out whatever they needed to work out to pay. If I were to allow you to be a part of this group without being paid without paying on time. Here's what I'd like to do. And then you have to decide what your personal boundary is that you were willing to live with. You might say you can't come on the live calls or the coaching calls. You can't ask questions. You can't be in the Facebook group. You, you, you decide what your boundary is and then you have to live with it. And a lot of people like to be really loose with their boundaries at this point. Once you've had this happen to you for this offering and the next offering and the offering you do after that, it is going to get so much easier for you to simply say no. But no is really hard for people. And that's what triggers you to start thinking about how can we make a deal? Maybe I'll do an exchange for services or maybe I'll extend payment due for one week. And it keeps that messiness going. I am a fan of just shutting it down in the moment to say, hey, listen, I know this is hard. We all have our tough spots. I wish I could help you. It just doesn't feel fair to me or to the other people in the group to allow our arrangement to change. I really hope you'll understand. You can always include, you know, directions and ways the person can reconnect with you once they're able to make payment. You're welcome to offer an extension of some kind if they pay the rest of their remaining amount or something like that. But you have to decide what you can live with. And the easiest way to do this is to ask yourself what the boss would do. The boss of your business doesn't care about other people's feelings. The boss of your business recognizes that this is the way businesses are run. And businesses that don't collect payments or are, who are loose with collecting payments, they don't survive. Beginning, middle, end. And once you get in the habit of allowing people to be late, it becomes the way you do business. 
And I can tell you that I learned this from experience. Um, I, as a mental health therapist, I accepted insurance for a majority of my clients for a majority of the years that I was in business. And often what would happen at the start of the year is clients, unbeknownst to them, would suddenly have gigantic insurance changes. So sometimes they would go from owing a $15 copay meeting with me for an hour to a $50 copay or to a $65 copay. And some would have these like huge deductibles where they had to pay $5,000 in services per calendar year before they would get the discount and not owe anything to, for services rendered. And when this happened to people, I would be working with them on their mental health conditions. And then suddenly, boom, January would hit, there would be new rules, new regulations. And as the bleeding heart therapist, I would say, hey, listen, I know you're used to only budgeting $15 a week for therapy. You only, and now you owe 65. That's a huge leap. Why don't we move to therapy every other week instead of weekly to try to save you some money? And when I would get pushback on that, I would find myself saying, because of the relationship, because I was sensitive to not abandoning people with mental health needs, I would start okaying less payment. And when I did that, it's first of all, it's insurance fraud. Insurance companies don't like the fact that they pay you in full and you accept less. It put me in a constant position of then having to chase my already emotionally compromised client for money. I learned the hard way. I did it three times in my career and I will never do it again because that position of saying yes and then having to say, have you paid me yet? Did you pay me? I know your life is really hard right now. I know you want to lose that weight. I know you have huge goals for your business, your life, your future, whatever it is, fill in the blank, but I really need that payment now. This conversation doesn't get any easier the longer you draw it out. It starts to feel like it could be easier if you lead with kindness and you offer someone a break or you offer a deduction or you extend the payment plan and add another month of services. But at the end of the day, you were only filled with resentment. You were only filled with embarrassment. You're not being the boss of your business. You're being a bleeding heart and you're not running a charity. I understand in the land of social media, this is the thing I hear about most from my most established business owners who don't need the almighty dollar because their income is good. Very, you know, thank you very much. So then they decide they're just going to let it go because they don't want any bad press. You've then given your clients total control over your business. You've said in a, you know, in essence, I'm so worried that you're going to say something bad about me in public that I'm going to compromise my own values. That's not a good place to be as a business owner. When you're doing it just starting out and you think if you say no to this one client, you'll never get another client again. Or if you're doing this three to five years and when you have six, seven figure businesses and you think you have a brand and a reputation to protect, you don't want to give your personal power, your professional point of view, your integrity to your clients. It never works because they will use and abuse it. They forget about that relationship and the time it takes you to snap your fingers. So you have to be clear as the boss. This is a part of doing business that feels bad. 
but this is a cost of doing business. And this is what I've chosen as a business owner. You then get to tailor your script, tailor your message, and really think clearly and succinctly about the conversation you're going to have with your client. Some people like to just automate the crap out of this and they do a string of emails and then they send it to their legal team or something like that. Most people who are listening to this show, my story is, is that you don't have so many clients that you need to automate this process. But what you can do is use the personal so you can tell the client what you want them to think. I'm really sorry. I've come to care about you in this time, but no, unfortunately, I can't oh, I can't approve an extension on the payment plan. I can't continue to offer services that I haven't been reimbursed or paid for. It just doesn't sit right with me. I hope you understand. You don't, like there's this story I think that we have to be cold-hearted and firm. Boundaries are largely internal. We don't have to smack our clients in the face with them. We just need to know internally what our boundary is. And then we get to communicate the boundary in any way that feels validating, sensitive, or compassionate to the client. I've done this so many times and prattled off this speech for you know clients of mine so often that it largely becomes second nature to me. And so people will say, it must be easy for you. Well, the reality is, is when you have a lot of practice doing this with people who are incredibly depressed and who can't afford to see you anymore and they've built that no like and trust factor with you and now you're telling them you're out of network and they have to go find a new therapist and start over with someone else it never gets harder than that and that's my that's my line right like I go back to the hardest time I ever set a boundary and um got past it this may be your hardest point you may go oh my god nothing's ever worse than building a three-month relationship with someone and saying you can't continue for the next three months until you pay this may be your first line you may end up crossing this and dealing with this a lot of times after but when you know that this is what you do this is how you move through the world as a business owner, you have your boundaries, you state them crystal clearly, your client signs off on it so everyone's above board, you've now set yourself up for success. I want to normalize this situation and I want to tell you that I would say 50% of the people I work with on a regular basis have outstanding balances from well-intentioned clients who have never paid. You get to decide if you're in that, which side of the 50% you're on. It's always a choice. And some people are absolutely going to choose the lack of boundaries, the offering services for not rendered because they can't get past the feeling of saying no to someone. And if that's you, that's okay. But you have to remember that's your choice. You are no longer a victim to this client and their treatment of you. You knew it, you saw the writing on the wall, and you chose that path anyway. It is so much easier to live with bleeding heart syndrome, is what I call it, when you know you've actively chosen it. When you've weighed the pros and cons of setting the boundary, not setting the boundary, and going forth. I know I sound cold and hard in this conversation. 
It's only because I've seen so many people sacrifice themselves for their clients. I have a client who missed a mortgage payment, and that affects her line of credit. It affects her credit history. It affects a lot. She missed a mortgage payment because she allowed clients to have upwards of like $12,000 of outstanding payments. I've seen people wreck their own lives for their clients. So this is the cautionary tale. You cannot choose that for yourself unless you sit in it, you mindfully make the choice, and you willingly choose the consequences that come with it. I hope I've given you something to think about today. I hope I've given you enough you know, variety and scripts and approaches that allow you to set the boundary and limit with integrity that feels right and consistent with how you move through the world. So many people like to just sort of say, what would Heather say? And use my words. My words work for me. You are going to find your own version of words. Borrow as many of mine or as all of mine as you want, but also know that you get to tailor the message in such a way that's consistent with you, your business, your brand, and how you you move through the world. I'm so glad you reached out with this question because I guarantee you there are so many other listeners to this show that are like, yeah, I'm sitting here looking at the end of my March and I have outstanding payments and I have things that people haven't paid. It happens to the best of us, but we can get out of it. I hope you don't sit in this hard part for too long and that you find a path and a way out and do let us know how this goes. Um, I ask this so regularly, like if you send in a question and I've answered it, always feel free to send in an update. Let me know whether or not it worked, whether or not you think I should jump in a creek. I'd love to hear. These are the types of things that Jess Lorimer and I are talking about in our business challenge that we're running next week on Facebook. If you want to learn about that business challenge and you want to find out more about it, join my group over on Facebook. Choose to have it all. Um, I think the way the URL works, I said it wrong the other day, but it's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash choose to have it all. We teach this regularly to our clients. We'll happily go over other business basics with you, help you build up and tighten your business foundation, identify where you're currently at in your business so you can decide where you want to go next. The best way to do that is either email me over at heather at choose to have it all.com or find me over in my group called choose to have it all. Thanks so much for your question today. Feel free to send another one anytime. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.